to the Mindful Biz Podcast. I'm Alison Morgan, business coach at Relauncher. Founder of My Lasting Bouquet, Malak Kamaz, joins us in this episode. At the age of 19, Malak was studying a Bachelor of Law in Sydney and always knew she wanted to own a business. Naturally, she assumed that this would one day involve law. Fast forward, Malak was determined to find a way to make roses last, at which point she discovered a rose farm in Ecuador that was preserving real roses. As a die-hard Beauty and the Beast fanatic, the idea to put this everlasting rose in a glass dome became apparent and it wasn't long before she started receiving orders from, from friends, family and soon strangers. Almost instantly, the florals went viral across social media. My Lasting Bouquet even caught the attention of celebrities such as the Jonas Brothers and, and the Kardashians. Today, they've sold tens of thousands of arrangements worldwide. Malak is soon to open a store in Sydney. The team are also working on a bridal collection so brides and bridesmaids can cherish their bouquet well after the wedding day. Hi, Malak. Thanks so much for joining us here today. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Alison. How are you? I'm well. I can't wait to talk about your business. Oh my gosh, we've got so much to cover off. But before we get into it, I would love you to introduce yourself to the listeners. Okay. Um, I'm Malak. I'm 24 years old. I was raised in Sydney and I'm the owner of My Lasting Bouquet. This is actually my first podcast as well. Oh, exciting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 24. Oh my goodness. So you started your business when you were an absolute baby. Yeah, I was 19 at the time. <gasps> I was at university and, yeah, that, that's when it started. I was actually very young. When I first oh, started. my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Did your parents say to you at the time, look, you really should go and get some work experience and work for someone else before you start your own business or what was their advice? Well, at the time I was just um, studying a double degree at UTS. I was studying law and business. So they were completely anti the whole go do your own business from yeah, the start. I'm sure. So they wanted me to finish uni first. And at the time I was doing work experience but at a law firm. So it's <laughs> it was actually crazy how things flipped in such a short period of time. <sighs> was that work experience enough to make you realise that you just did not want to do law? No, I actually loved law and I've always wanted to have my own business. But I always thought I'd finish my law degree, work in a law firm, and then eventually open up my own law firm. I never thought it would be um, what I did today. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay, so tell everyone what your business is. Okay, so my lasting bouquet is a floral, I I guess a floral, it's like a florist that specialises in real roses that last a year. So we make different types of arrangements using um, real roses that have been preserved to last over a year. Oh my gosh, how did you come up with this idea? Um, it never started off as a business idea, to be honest. Um, my biggest inspiration would have to be my my now husband. So when we first met, I've always loved roses my whole life. So he used to buy me roses often and I used to hate that they would wilt after a few days. So I thought there has to be a way for me to keep these roses for longer. And um, I just started looking into it and I came across a farm in Ecuador that had found a way to preserve roses um, for about a year. 
And then I got in touch with them and I organized a sample for myself. It never really started off as a business idea, to be honest. It was just something for myself. I just wanted my razors to last longer. Oh, my gosh. Um, that's, that's where it started, yeah. <laughs> How did they last a year? Well, that's our little secret. I was about to say, <laughs> so you're not going to tell us that. <laughs> no, I no, thought I'd I, try, I, though. <laughs> <laughs> now I'll give you a little bit of information. So um, our razors are cut at their peak time in their yeah. growth. So at their most perfect and pristine state, the farmers will cut them. And then they're treated with a proprietary solution. I won't say what's inside it, yeah. but it's completely natural. And it just puts the growth of the rose on hold for a year. Um, they look like real roses, feel like real roses, and, um, yeah, they're beautiful. So they, yeah, just, so, so they just don't look dried out. They don't lose nah. their colour. They're not nah. brittle. No, nah. they can very soft and very velvety. So even if you touch them, like, they're not going to break. I was about, they about look to exactly ask that. Are like they water. fragile? Like, do they just start, can the petals easily fall off? No, they don't. Um, they, no, they're not fragile. The only thing fragile about them is, um, we'll get into it a bit later, just the shipping, um, because they are still very soft and delicate, but in terms of like putting them in your home, no, they're not, they're not too sensitive. So you don't need to put them in water? No, no watering, no maintenance. So it's perfect for people that travel a lot. Um, that's something as well. Like I used to travel quite a bit. Um, with my friends and whenever I'd come back I didn't have time to order them of course Mm. and my parents would forget so they would wilt but this way you can enjoy your razors for a lot longer oh my gosh so amazing and you know what getting that business name my lasting bouquet is so bang on isn't it yeah I wanted it to be um like something that you're very something very self-explanatory I Mm. guess so your bouquet is the bouquet of roses lasting. They last for over a year. So I just wanted it to be something that was easy to remember. Yeah. Some people do get bouquet and boutique mixed up a bit, but um, <laughs> yeah, that's so true. <laughs> that I was actually, okay. I've, I've got a design business called Sticky Studio and I was reading someone's brief today and in, they had meant to write um, boutique, but they'd written bouquet and I, and I laughed and I thought, you know what, a lot of people just like get that around the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's something we've experienced that yeah. um, there's always ways around that. So exactly. even if you search my lasting boutique, you'll find us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right. So at what point did you go, oh, my gosh, let's turn this into a business? Well, um, when the samples arrived, I'm, I made our first lasting bell literally in my bedroom. Um, that My inspiration for that obviously came from the Disney movie Beauty and the Beast. It's always been my favourite Disney movie, even mm-hmm. even ever since I was like a little girl. So I made a lasting bell and I put it in my bedroom. Um, once I had like friends come over for sleepovers and my family members started seeing it, um, I got really positive feedback from it and my friends started asking me to make them one and they would oh. gift it onto other people. And then eventually it just it started growing organically. And then I posted a photo of the bell on social media and it just went viral. Did you put and it on at your that personal point, account or where did yeah, you put it? Initially, yeah, initially it was on my personal account. Yeah. And then um, once I decided to turn it into a business, it, like after we made the business name and the website, it obviously went onto the business account. But it went, yeah. it went viral. So yeah. you had an instant business from day one is what you're saying? Um, it wouldn't really be day one. It'll probably be 
say a couple weeks in because I never really thought, okay, let me drop out of uni and go start yeah. a business. It wasn't it wasn't ever on the book. It wasn't yeah. ever on part of the But there was plan. an instant demand um, is what you're saying. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Okay, so how did you cope with that? Because you wouldn't have been ready for that. No. <laughs> that was actually <laughs> funny. So um, initially I was doing it out of my bedroom and of then um, – I told Probably parents, in your pajamas as well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I'd be sharing that on yeah. the podcast, but yes. Um, and then um, slowly, slowly, I started taking over the house room by room. Oh so my gosh! I told my parents, like, look, I need some storage space. Do you mind moving the couches over a little bit in the lounge room? <gasps> yeah. And they were like, "All right, that's fine." So I started using the lounge room as my storage room. Yeah. And then. Um, Eventually, it got to a point where, but like, you couldn't even open the front door to the house anymore. And my parents really? sat down and they're like, "Yeah, they're like, okay, I think it's time you went out and got a warehouse now." Mm. And <laughs> and then um, that's when, yeah, we went out, we got a warehouse. But oh in in terms of like keeping up with demand, um, things also happened slowly because just like because I couldn't. Firstly, I didn't know how to package all these things. I didn't know how to ship them yeah. Australia wide or worldwide. And then, so initially we started with Sydney Metro only. And then once we figured out packaging, we now were able to figure out how to keep up with a bit more demand mm. that is Australia-wide. And then we went worldwide. So it happened slowly, but because of how much demand we had, we also were forced to like um, try to innovate and come up with ways yeah. how to keep up with demand in a very short period of time. I had never also like had staff before. So there were a few different challenges that we were faced with in order to keep up with demand mm. oh my gosh so how did you find these staff <laughs> were okay, so I, no no I wish my yeah. my dad's got his own business so he didn't have time right unfortunately um I have my grandma's actually a florist she's been a florist for a while so she's never like opened her own shop or anything like that so but she was helping me quite a bit my dad would help me whenever he had the chance, my mum, my sisters. And then eventually I put up an ad and I'm like, I need yeah. like stuff that have some type of floristry experience. And then because this isn't something that even if you've gone and studied floristry, it isn't something that they teach you there. So we have to sit down and train, train stuff. And I'm very particular and I'm like, everything has to be perfect with me. Mm. So even just letting go and having staff making things oh was very gosh. hard for me as well. Yeah, I but, can imagine. <laughs> yeah, but we got it done. Did you find the process particularly stressful or did you just kind of like go with the flow? Um, honestly, initially it was it was exciting and then that excitement quickly turned into <laughs> stress because <laughs> I, was, I was studying at uni at the yeah. time um, and then I was working at a law firm for like, like minimum wage because I just wanted experience mm. and I wasn't ready to let go of that yet. But then at the same time, I needed to go get another job that paid so that I could save up some money to start my business. Yeah. So I went and I got a job at McDonald's. Um, and then after that, I went and got a job at a call center at night as well. So I was balancing three jobs oh and uni yeah, while starting up this business. So it was a very hectic and stressful time. But, um, yeah, so it was it was quite stressful. How long were you in that period where you were juggling three jobs and the business? 
Um, honestly, it would have been about five, six months because my parents wouldn't let me just drop out of uni because I worked so hard to get into that yeah. course to start with. So my parents were very like, no, even though my dad's a business owner, he was like, no, just finish uni first. Once you finish mm. uni, then you can then you can do whatever you want. Just finish yeah, uni. I agree with them. I, I absolutely <laughs> agree with them. Yeah. Really? Because, oh, absolutely. I would have done the same thing and I will do that to my children if they do the same because, um, like, you, there's so many years of preparation to get into uni and then when you finally yeah. get it, it's so great to get the qualifications because you never know what's going to happen to the business as well. Yeah, and then exactly it's so much harder to go back and start again and pick up course. You're just better off doing it and getting it done. So, yeah, I, I agree with what I, they said. I see, I, see, I see where they were coming from. Um, but then at the same time, not having a, like, not having almost like a safety net to fall back on mm. has pushed me in some situations. So I guess sometimes when I feel like giving up, I'm like, wait, I don't, I don't have anything to fall back on. So yeah. I have to find a way to make this work and keep yeah. going. Yeah. So it's got its pros and cons, obviously. Mm. So, um, yeah, I did, I did have to do that for a few months, juggle everything. Um, and then once I was oh like, gosh. that's it. I have to like just I have to drop something. Yeah. And I dropped my my university degree. Mm. How far through yeah. did you get did you get through there? Um so I started doing it part-time for a bit. Yeah. Even after the few months. So I got in about two and a half or three years out of my five year um studies. Yeah. So you yeah, then, that's good though. Yeah. Do you think they, you would ever go back and finish not, it? Um, honestly, I just take each day as it comes. Yeah. So if you, if you had asked me five years ago, like, what do you see yourself doing? And what do you see yourself doing in five years time? Mm. I would never have told you I'd be where I am today. Yeah. I just take each day as it comes and then I'll see where we go from there. But mm. I honestly, I love what I do and I love being a part of people's memories and special occasions. And I've always wanted to make people happy and I've always wanted to have a positive impact on people's lives, even when yeah. I was studying law. I always wanted to go into family law and help, especially children that are going through um, like divorces and stuff like that. Oh, gosh, the reason yeah. why I started, the reason why I studied law was to help people, mm. and this allowed me to do the same thing but in a different way. Mm. So it's very rewarding. Oh my gosh! I mean, you've got so much responsibility at your age as well. You know, running this business. Does it ever feel that yeah. way, or you just take it in your stride? Um. I, I I had a lot like I didn't have much responsibility when I was at home. My parents were quite supportive. Yeah. Um but then on top of that, I got married at twenty one as well. And then I moved out of home, which um added more responsibility because now you yeah. can't just rely on your parents anymore. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so I got married in the middle of that all. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh, you're living life in fast forward. Yeah, that's right. Everything happens so quick. Like I literally planned my wedding in six months. Like that Did doesn't you? happen. Yeah, my it was like really goodness. quick. <laughs> oh I didn't have gosh. time. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so you you are full on, like you're doing a lot of work. Life is really, really busy. How are you managing to get this balance that everyone talks about? Because it's very, very hard. <laughs> yeah, um, honestly, I allocate time for work and then yeah. I also allocate time where I know I need to just spend it with my family my friends um and just on myself if you don't take yeah. time out for yourself 
then you go crazy. And mm. I've, I've done that before. Like I've fallen into the trap of working, like overworking, and then it just exhausts you. And yeah, then it starts affecting your work anyways. Yeah. So, um, and I'm the type of person that I used to feel guilty for taking a break. Like my business has almost become like my baby. So you, you know how like mums sometimes get guilt when they like take time for themselves. Yeah. It's sort of like that with me, but mm. I've learned to like just stop. All right. Saturday, for example, I'll do some work in the morning, but then I know in the afternoon, like I can switch off my work and it's yeah. just time to sit down and take time out for myself. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely agree. And with the, you know, the we're coming into the whole festive season and everything, does, does business really pick up for you or like when, when are your busy, busy times? Um, our busiest time would be Valentine's yeah, Day. That's that. like yeah. um, crazy. That's like 24-hour work days. Is it really? Um, yeah, like our first Valentine's Day was crazy because I didn't expect so much demand yeah. and um, it was literally six months after we had just launched so I was not ready for that oh my gosh um, so that was crazy but we've learned to like put in systems in place and yeah. procedures in place to make everything more streamlined but Valentine's Day is still by far the busiest time of mm-hmm. year um, you'll find me like sleeping at the warehouse honestly <sighs> and then <laughs> secondly would be Christmas so Christmas is also very busy for us yeah. And Mother's Day. Are people Day. buying they're, them as Christmas, Christmas presents or are they buying them for their own homes? Um, both. So we yeah. find that people buy the arrangements like to place on their tables or in their home or under the Christmas tree even. Oh. Um, yeah, or even like on the Christmas tree. So we've got little Lemini, they're called Lemini arrangements. So it's a small um, hat box and it's got a single rose in it and you can hang it on your Christmas tree as an ornament. So wow. um You've got people that use it to decorate their homes and then you've also got people that gift it to their loved ones yeah. um, as a Christmas gift. So it's very yeah. versatile, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I imagine a lot of people have not heard of the Everlasting Rose either. So it is a good present. Yeah, that's correct. Mm. So so we've got, um, like we've got heaps of marketing campaigns and every time I think that everyone's heard about it, I meet new people that have never yeah. even heard of the concept before. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's it's a very different and unique product. Isn't is, it? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Are you going to get any time off over the New Year break? Not really. No. <laughs> so um, December, December, January, February is completely, Ish. like, busy. Yeah. We don't, we don't really take breaks when everyone else takes breaks. Mm. But then um, March, I'll probably take a break in March. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What would you say would be, like, one of the biggest hurdles you've experienced so far? Honestly, um, in fact, we've had to, like, overcome a lot of different hurdles. Firstly, being young, like, when we first yeah. started the business, um, people wouldn't take me seriously. Um so I, whenever I'd go to suppliers and um, ask for, like, quotes and stuff like that, they just wouldn't take me seriously sometimes. Um, other Another hurdle would have to be just packaging the arrangements and trying to figure out how to ship them nationwide mm. and worldwide. Um, so I, I even took the arrangements to, um, like, packaging experts to try and get them to help me and they couldn't even figure out how to ship them. Oh my so packaging, packaging was another thing because oh. all the roses protrude out of the box. I didn't want the roses sitting inside the box. It would have just been easier to put them deeper and then put a lid on them and ship them. But I wanted the roses to stick out of the box and the bell 
is made out of glass. So shipping glass. Oh, my gosh. Also, yeah, shipping glass was a nightmare. But so Do you have many breakages? No, it's actually under like 0.5%. Um, yeah. We've managed to package them in a way that's, um, that's perfect. And then mm. on top of that, we've also tested out about 10 to 15 different courier companies to see what type of machinery is used and what prevents um, breakages. Yeah, right. Um, and, of course, if there is any breakage or any damage, um, like we'll replace it for free. So um, that's something that we stand by as well. Um, that is but, a yeah, we don't get that, getting to that yeah. point. I can imagine that would have been quite stressful. Like just at, probably, probably at times you were just going, oh, my gosh, there feels like there's no solution for this. Yeah, sometimes I was like, look, it's just it's impossible to package them. And at the time mm. there was nobody else doing it. So, mm. um, like, no one had figured out a way to ship it. But eventually, like, we sat down with a polystyrene company and then we made mock-up, um, like, different samples of um, different concepts so that we can package each arrangement yeah. Um, differently so and then we shipped them out with different courier companies as well so it was just like a trial and error stage oh so we goodness. just try out different concepts yeah and then eventually we yeah we made different custom it. packaging mm. yeah <laughs> I'd like oh that would have been a call for champagne <laughs> yes <laughs> then, then I remember the night like every time we'd figure out how to ship one thing it was like cause for celebration <laughs> yeah, that's good to hear. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so where can everyone find My Lasting Bouquet? So at the moment we're online, so mylastingbouquet.com slash .com.au. Um, but we are also, also opening our first um, store and that's oh going wow. to be in Sydney. Where? Yeah, no, yeah this, is the first, this is the first place you'll hear about it. Um, it's going to be at Beverly Hills. I won't say anything else about the store, but yeah. I'm just going to say it's going to be uh, literally a floral wonderland. It's not going to oh. be your average florist. Um, yeah. And I just I wanted to open it so that I can create an experience for our customers. I want to yeah. get to meet people and, um, yeah, I want to create a, a, a very beautiful experience. But I won't say anything else about okay. that. People but, are going to drive um, <laughs> to come to it and see you. It'll be a destination. <laughs> yeah, it will be. <laughs> oh, wow. When does that open? Can you say? Um, in the next few weeks, actually. Oh, right. Yeah. So keep keep an eye out on our Absolutely. social media. Oh, how exciting. <laughs> what a great end of the yeah. year. Yeah. If we, like we've been working on it for about eight months now because mm. everything in there is like custom built and custom made and I wanted everything to be wow, but that yeah. all takes time, obviously. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. What an incredible business you've created. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. congratulations. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you for your time, honestly. Um, and this is our first podcast, so, so you got to hear it first. <laughs> ah, you, you, you were amazing. <laughs> <laughs>